welcome to the Disgrace Podcast. My name is Erica. My name is Eloy. And today we are continuing a, a segment or a series on our salvation story. Uh, last week I had the opportunity to share my story and today we will be hearing from Eloy. Whoop whoop. <laughs> you should put like one of those clips in, like those audios. I got to get a soundboard. Mm. We got to get professional up in this mug. Yeah, but it's been a minute. We haven't posted in a few weeks. Life got the best of us. So Lucas's birthday. Oh, yeah. Lucas's birthday. We have a mm. two-year-old. Just uh, turned two. Yeah. You you did some traveling. I was at camp. Yeah. So it's been quite the month. Oh, yeah. End I, of February, beginning of March. I got my wisdom teeth taken out. It was horrible. Mm. Horrible experience. We should have we recorded when you were on them drugs. <laughs> that would have been great content. No, it was horrible. You'd be all like philosophical. I'm telling you, it felt like like two minutes I was in there and then I felt like it was I was done. Mm. But the pain after. I must have took all the other time because it felt like two, two days. <laughs> no, it was pretty bad. Uh, that waiting I, room. That. <laughs> I ended up getting... Um, it's called dry socket. Horrible. Mm-hmm. I, f- I say if you don't need to take your wisdom teeth out, don't take them out. Uh, she's not a doctor. We do not <laughs> give medical advice on the show. No, I don't care. Don't do it if you don't need to. Don't listen to her. Yeah. Trust the advice of a medical professional. No, no. It's not needed. <laughs> um, We're going to get sued. Come on me. They won't come for me. Come for me. <laughs> come for me in my dry socket. <laughs> True. Oh, anyways, so we will <laughs> Back to our be, testimony. We will be talking about Eloy's story and his oh, Lord. testimony. So I'm super excited. So if you want to jump right in, I'm going to ask you a few questions. All right. And hopefully get you saved. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So oh, that's that's a great that's a, okay. We're gonna start off like that because um, the first question is how how um, how is your life before Jesus? Before Jesus, right? And you asked. We're trying to get you saved. Great segue <laughs> because <clears throat> um, growing up, I, I was guilty of always like asking Jesus into my heart. You know. Mm. Oh man, I got saved like seven times, you know? <laughs> that's just that's just one of those things. So growing up, I, so as you may know, I'm twenty-four years old, got a lovely wife, beautiful son. I'm gonna be married five years in November. I grew up my whole life in church, and that's uh where I'm at now really has to, you know lay that groundwork of like where I came from. So parents are first generation Christians, first generation believers. So all of this is relatively new to our family Mm -hmm. and the family dynamic. So there's a lot of a trial and error that comes with that. The pendulum does really swing when you go from this, you know, living in the world, quote unquote, to becoming a child of God, you know, you, you throw away your whole old life, Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so really starting scratch, kind of my parents did, raising seven kids and me being three of seven. So from oldest to youngest, three of seven. And, you know, that those are challenges. Mm-hmm. And I recognize the challenges. So uh, my parents, I think they did a wonderful job from coming from the life they were at, got totally changed their lives. Uh, but, you know, also growing up in that household, there's things that were uh, implied but left unsaid. And some of those things would come about like salvation, for example. Mm-hmm. Without a true understanding of justification by faith alone, I tended to fall into uh, good works. Mm-hmm. Am I good enough? And it was always the focus was on me. Mm. Focus was on my performance. And whenever something happened where I messed up, I'm like the biggest critique of myself. Mm-hmm. So that that tended to be like, well, man, I got to not just repent. Repentance is his daily action. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, I'm not even, is Jesus in my heart? You know, this little kid. Yeah, who, questioning who, yourself constantly. Constantly. So that that's kind of the territory where uh, when things are not defined, especially for young children, uh, you, you can just have some messed up ideas mm-hmm. of what church is about, what Christianity is about, what the gospel even is. Mm-hmm. And when majors are not emphasized and sometimes minors are emphasized in regards to theology and what we believe and how we practice that theology, uh, yeah, some things can get messed up. And so all that to say, growing up, I think I had a grasp on the gospel to an extent, but not enough that gave me the assurance of my salvation or the work of Christ in my life to make me into uh you know, just sanctifying me mm-hmm. along that way. So it was constantly asking for him to come back into my heart. It was, it was like, man, should I get baptized again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm constantly going through those stages of life. But that's, so I can't really say there was a time before Christ. Mm-hmm. I think Christ is always present there. And I always had this fear of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what had happened in the change, uh, is really who summed it up great for me was a man named Ryan Piercy. He's uh, one of the church elders at uh, the church we attend. And I told him, I said, you know, coming to a better understanding of the gospel, it wasn't a deconstruction for me. It was more of a, of a reformation, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he said, deconstruction, reformation, it's a reconstruction. I said, that's exactly what it is. It's taking the ideas and concepts that I knew as a child, but put them in the proper order. Yeah. And reconstructed it to emphasize the majors of what it was really important when it comes to being a Christian. I think that's the beautiful thing too. I mean, your parents are awesome and I love them so much. Um, I think we've had a few discussions on it too. It's just... In so many words, it's, it's like you said, a reconstruction, it's a rebuilding, it's a diving deeper 
I guess you can say. Yeah, it's your faith becoming your own. Mm-hmm. And it's not built on the foundation of those who came before you in, mm-hmm. in the sense of it being dependent upon them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's becoming your own, mm-hmm. your own relationship with God uh, because of the gospel. And what's really moved me to that is having that right understanding of the work that Christ has done for me when it's put into perspective of how wretched I am, mm-hmm. how sinful I am. I was so, uh, in a sense, like placing myself on a standard that I was never supposed to be at. So whenever I, I dipped below that standard, because it's just, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's all, I was like, man, I'm not even saved. Mm. You know, it's like, if I'm not perfect, I'm not getting to heaven. And it's like, yeah, you have that idea. It's like, yeah, only those who are perfect will enter, but it's only because of the righteousness of Christ being given to us. Mm. So, yeah, it's just having that reconstruction. I think mentioned too, I think we mentioned it in, in when I shared my testimony, but um, it was, again, carrying that weight that you are not designed to and that's not supposed to be put on you in that way to where you're a young adult, you're a teenager, carrying with this huge burden and this huge weight that you feel like if you mess up, you know, you're you're going to hell type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's such a that's such a heavy thing to put on someone, I think. And it's not when it's not shown and it's not taught the right way, it can be very like you know mind controlling. I think and and yeah, if the motivation for if the idea was to like make you into a good person mm-hmm. and the motivation was punishment, like yeah, that that motivation sucks because the fear of punishment can only do so much mm-hmm. because if, if, if it's in your nature and you're a sinner, there has to be something, you know, greater, mm-hmm. something greater than sin. And that's love. That's God's love for us that while we were sinners, he died. So it's having the motivation is not, uh, the motivation was, Oh, keep you from hell. That's only going to do so much. But the motivation is that there's a God who has endless love point out for you even though mm-hmm. you don't deserve it, mm-hmm. it's like, how can I deny such a great salvation? Mm-hmm. And the motivation becomes God's love for me, which is infinite and not the motivation to stay out of hell, which is weak. Mm. That's so good. So good. My next question for you would be, what is your like, what is your life like after receiving the gospel of Jesus? Oh man. So, like I said, I've, I've always been aware of the gospel. It just wasn't put in, in a in a place or in a proper place mm-hmm. to be like rested on for me. But my life after that reconstruction, I can I can honestly say what comes with some degree of of I, I don't want to use the word persecution in that sense, but there, there comes some degrees of, uh, you know, opposition when I bring these concerns of what I was going through, um, a few years ago, I'm like, Hey, I, I, you know, the gospel is this, why aren't we emphasizing the work that Christ has done? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, why, why is this not being, what, when we read the Bible, why is Jesus not being the final message when we get through a text mm-hmm. like why why shouldn't this all point to christ 
shouldn't this all get me back to the cross? Mm. And, and when I had that illumination that everything is about Jesus, when I read the Bible from cover to cover, it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. The whole reason we gather on Sunday is because of Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. the, whole, the everything, the future kingdom that I'm going to partake in is going to be because of Jesus. And I'm going to reign with Jesus. And once I realize that everything about Christianity is about Christ, then, you know, you can run into some issues with people who might not have that same zeal and passion. So... That was the biggest change for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when we were dating mm-hmm. early in our marriage, and I'm bringing these <laughs> these ideas to you, even even with you, there was a little yeah. bit of opposition. I'm sure you, you could agree. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were crazy. <laughs> I thought you, and, and I think it just took some time for me to fully grasp and understand and kind of catch up with you in that sense, but. Yeah, I was I was very resistant at first and I thought you were doing it wrong and I was just doing, you know, going by what we were already being taught to do. And so me being like a fairly new Christian and and us being married less than a year, um I was like, Yeah, no way. Like I think you're wrong <laughs> and I, I didn't have the influence of others, but I think it took maybe about a year, year and a half for, for me to really, truly understand, man, this is, um, church isn't about us. It's not about what we do and what we can do and what our talents bring, but it's, it's about Jesus, like you said. And so seeing that in you, it's been so, such an honor to watch and I'm so honored to have you lead our family in that. So, (laughs) so no, it's been awesome. I mean... And especially the church that we currently attend, they've been awesome in stewarding in that way. Yeah. The growth that I've felt and that I felt in our family and I felt in our marriage Mm -hmm. because of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's like, dang, like, uh, like apart from, apart from that, apart from Christ, like, man, we're lost. Like there's no hope. Like there's no, there's no excitement in life apart from Jesus. There's nothing to grab onto. There's nothing to look forward to. And that has been the biggest change for me. So coming to that better or more mature understanding of the gospel um, is is really what, what changed our whole lives. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. By the grace of God. <laughs> By the grace of God. So the following question is, where do you see your life in the future with Christ? Mm. It's a big one. It's a big one. because we've it, had conversations on it. Yeah. It, it puts everything <laughs> into perspective, like it, an eternity, you know, mm-hmm. for example. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible teaches of the return of Jesus and that his throne will be established here and and he will you know reign and we will reign with him and and the new heaven and new earth but even even in this life every every day looks uh one step closer to christ's return but also one step closer in my relationship with him Mm. in in prayer and in in reading and in uh, the, the church body, there's this, and, and in our friendships and everything, there's this, there's this constant 
you can see a miracle being done. Just like when, when Christ was here on earth and we read how, you know, he came and he healed the sick, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he, he mended the broken. He called sinners to repentance. He gave hope to the lost. He set captives free. He's literally like, like changing the world. And that's, that's the same thing he's doing in my life. It's like our marriage, our uh, parenting, our home, mm-hmm. our jobs, everything is be- beginning to be changed into like that kingdom glory in a sense. And what I hope for is obviously continued uh, sanctifying work in my life, in my heart to where, uh, where I stro- struggle with anger, that would begin to cease. Where I struggle with self-confidence, that would begin to be melted away when, because my identity is found in Him, and that's a daily process. To where uh, my, my default to trust in other things, like to trust in money or to trust in some achievement, like this is going to get me what I want. This is Mm -hmm. going to make me happy. When all of the things of life fade away and Christ becomes more beautiful, that's where I see and hope to see like my true treasure in. Mm -hmm. And my future with Jesus is that he becomes my ultimate treasure. and Everything else in this life becomes less and less while he becomes more and more. Man, that is so awesome. It's such a... A wholesome thing. I think I'm so proud of you as your, your wife. You've been awesome to stand by. So I'm very proud of you. And I know it's sometimes it's not an easy thing to share with people, but you know, mm-hmm. glory to be to God. Glory be to God. Sole Deo Gloria. And uh, so I'm just thankful. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's my story. Is I grew up in church, had a reconstruction from a lack of theology systematically brought into my life, and that through that, Christ has made himself known by the Holy Spirit, illuminating my heart and and mind to the understanding of who he is and making himself beautiful. Because apart from him, apart from the work of the Spirit, I, I, I wouldn't see him as such. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have, you know, I'm so thankful for, for God and, and the triune work that he does in the life of a believer. And that has become more and more beautiful in my life. So from a child till now, till eternity, the whole thing has been God's work wooing me to himself and only him. Man, so a- that's, that's my story mm-hmm. and my testimony. Now we'll raise little theologians. Now we'll raise the little theologians. That's the plan. I, you know, uh, you know and so my testimony is like I'm sinner, saved by grace through the work of Jesus Christ. Um, we were talking about little theologians. Hopefully my little Lucas, he becomes one, something like that. And, mm-hmm. and my prayer is that he finds Christ beautiful as well. And the things of this world will fade away is that he repents and believes in in Christ alone for his salvation. Um, I was reading the cards on our missionary information mm-hmm. cards that they, they give. And, and on their prayer list section of that card, 
they they have a little daughter and they said on the on the card you know pray for wisdom as we're out in the field uh pray for providence for god's hand to be with us pray for provision that all our needs will be met and they said pray for our daughter's salvation mm. she's not even 2 years old and that's that's the concern on their heart yeah and it really comes full circle for me not having a great grasp of the gospel to now being put into a position as a father mm. to hand that to my son. And I hope I hand it well. That one day when my light fades out, Christ will be his light. Mm. That is so awesome. I know like we've shared too on on how how to do that. You know, yeah, check out check out some of our episodes. <laughs> Stick around. Yeah. Hang out with us. We, um, or I guess you did when you went to that conference, that book that you bought them. Oh, yes. I, so I go to this conference. It's the Hymn of Grace conference. I go with the worship team. And Crossway's there, and they have the table full of all their books. And uh, I sent Erica photos, and the only books I end up buying is books <laughs> for Lucas. His books for our son. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not complaining because yeah. sometimes you get those kids' books and it's just the stripped down, just simplified, condensed yeah. version of this doctrine. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I need to hear that. Yeah. I need to have that grasp of it. Yeah. For a child to grasp it, I need to grasp it, you know? Yeah. And be able to share that with him. So it's been awesome to uh, be able to read with him in that and, and starting to read with him the word every day. And- it's been super encouraging. Yeah, and our family story goes on. The story of salvation goes on from one generation to the next. Started with my parents, mm-hmm. um, now our family, and one day we'll get Lucas on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing twenty now. years from now? What the podcast is going to look like? What and what kind of media platforms are going to be out there? But I pray one day he can share his story. And he'll say, I was, I'm a sinner mm. saved by grace yeah. through the work of Jesus. And that's the goal. That's mm. our family. Yeah. And that's, that's our story. 20 years from now, how old will we be? 40? Yeah, we're in our 20s, so we'll Gakes. be in our 40s. Gakes. Well, my I'll mom, be looking good. I don't know my mom ages as well, so I got no worries. No comment on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Thank you guys again for listening. It was an honor to share with you guys. And if you uh, want to reach out, uh, email us. We have our information in the podcast info. And we love hearing from you guys on Facebook. So feel free to, you know, share your story a little bit. And we love to hear it. Thanks, guys. And remember, again, to grow Grow in in grace. grace.